politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots standing at the ready to fight for life, liberty, and property right here at home. If you want to fight for liberty at home rather than abroad, this is your one-stop shop. Daniel Horowitz, your host back in the house here at Blaze Media, see our podcast. It is Friday, 25th of February, and we're going to do pretty much a roundup of the week tying up loose ends, all different things. Friends, Romans, countrymen, Ukrainians, it truly is astounding watching the testosterone levels of these Republicans and conservative talkers go from zero to 100 when it comes to the Ukrainians. Look, at it's inspiring. They're fighting for themselves. And, and look, that's great. I mean, I, I love to see dead Russian bodies. I told you, I'm not pro-Putin. I never was. I never will. It's a false dichotomy. But what about the truckers? I feel bad for them. There's no focus. It's dead. It was a horrible week with the news cycle. What about them fighting for liberty? What about that? What about all the people being denied kidney transplants? What about the poison being foisted in our bodies to this day? In 49 out of 50 states, the departments of health are still pimping the shots after they're discredited. We still have plenty of mandates. You know, CDC was supposed to make an announcement today on masking, and it's still going on. You hear these Republicans talking about, could you imagine, of no fault of their own, the Russians just came in. What happened to sovereignty, self-determination? I'm hearing those words. I'm like, do you hear yourselves? What happened to sovereignty of our freaking bodies and self-determination in the land of the free and the home of the brave? What are you talking about? We have injustices. We have collapse of democracy taking place right here. And no, it's not going away. They're letting the air out of the balloon a little bit. The problems still persist. And they just don't care. I saw Ben Sass. I never heard of that senator for like two years. I literally never saw him say anything. I didn't know he was still alive. Man, did he come alive. Mitch McConnell, oh, Ukraine, we're going to sanction them with everything we have. Like, what in the world? If they had this degree of moxie on any other issue, boy, we'd, uh, we would have a real opposition. And frankly, I'm a little bit surprised that everyone's so into Ukraine. After all, they have a very low vax rate. I thought I thought people who didn't get vaccinated deserved to, to die. But whatevs. It just goes to show that the media could teach you what to virtue signal over at, at any given moment, and people will follow. Now, today, our first sponsor, you know, we've had a war on small businesses. You need the most cost-effective and, and um, really seamless technology to help you with your small business for all of the needs you have. Well, you can't get better than free. Novo is powerfully simple business checking. They don't have their own bank account, but what they do is they'll hook you up with banking services provided by Middlesex Federal Savings, and instead of a one-size-fits-all, Novo is customized to your business, saves you time, free up cash flow. It has seamless mobile integration with Stripe, um, QuickBooks Online, so it goes into your uh, small business software, 
And unlike the traditional banking, there's no minimum balance, no transaction limits, no hidden fees. And you don't even have to go in person. Sometimes it's annoying to schedule that meeting. Um, I know when I set up a business account, I was like, oh, God, wouldn't I have data go into the bank? They're open for three minutes and so hard. You could literally do it for free online, um, comfort of your home. And look, most banks, the big banks are bankrupting us. They're seizing, they're agreeing with Trudeau to seize bank accounts. They're bought into this. You want to support those that don't, you know, get involved in politics. So again, sign up for free business checking right now at novo.co, not .com, novo.co slash conservative. Um, Our listeners get access to over 5,000 in perks and discounts. Again, go to novo.co co slash conservative to sign up for free novo.co slash conservative again novo platform inc is a fintech not a bank banking services are provided by middlesex federal savings fa member fdic terms and conditions apply okay so again it's just amazing how the media can get people to focus on um whatever they want you to focus on Things look insurmountable. Oh, my God. There is so much support behind masks, behind the shots, behind this. And I told people, I said, look, if tomorrow the CDC would come out and say what we're saying on the shots, on masking, on ivermectin, on this and that, on remdesivir, they would say the same thing. So, oh, my gosh, masking is the most important thing. Oh, you know, actually, you don't need to wear a mask. Ukraine is the most important thing. Oh, Ukraine. Oh, how, how do we donate? How do we donate? That's the world we live in with social media. And and unfortunately, too many conservatives get roped into this too. They get roped into the sensationalism. And, and, and the media can make you seem like something is the most imminent, important thing. Oh my gosh, we got to do something. Look at what's going on. And they have the imagery, the pictures. And I'm thinking, dude, what about the imminent need to immediately study and diagnose? And we're going to talk about some of this today. The cancer's. And the AIDS and the all this stuff that's that's coming from the vaccine. The fight is right here at home. The terrorism is here at home. The dictatorship and the tyranny is here at home. And to the extent that there's what to worry about with Russian hegemony, until we clean up our own corruption, there's nothing we can do. There's no clean play we can make. You know, the New York Times has an article out that the U.S. met with China over three months ago to present intel showing Russia's troop buildup near Ukraine. And guess what? It turns out they shared that information with Moscow. Can you imagine? They, they, they shared, you know, Biden has the nerve to virtue signal over Ukraine now. And he actually shared intel with China on it. That The reason why I'm trying to bring this over to you is because all these people that think like these conservatives that are out there and they mean well, you know, okay, but let's let's arm them and let's send special ops. Like A couple of things. First of all, why don't the Europeans do that? I'm saying if the Europeans aren't going to lift a finger, they're the first line of defense. Why should we? It makes no sense. I mean, that's very telling. They're not as powerful as America, but you put Germany and Italy and Spain and France and the UK together. I mean, you Boris Johnson, boy, was he feisty about 
you, you know, Putin's the new Hitler. Well, okay, so, I mean, put up a little bit. I'm not seeing them arming them. That's a little bit bizarre. That's a huge red flag. But the point is, look, I said this before. I don't care about Ukraine, but there is a growing problem of, Ru- of Russian hegemony. But the problem is the way America and European governments are set up, if you pressure and advocate for any sort of intervention, it won't end well. Yeah, if we were in charge, there's some ways we'd deter him, first and foremost, drill, baby, drill. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen under these people. It's stupid to draw us into a dangerous game we cannot win with the military we have, the military leadership we have, and the civilian leadership we have. You have to deal with our own corrupt government first, A, because we have more important issues, but B, if you care about that issue, we won't be able to rectify it properly. That's where we are with the foreign policy. But the fight is right here at home. I want to bring that out by demonstrating to you this. We have a woman, Tamara Lich, in in Canada, who organized the trucker convoy, really in the spirit of democracy, to assemble that many people, no violence, not a single person was beaten, not a single shop was looted. If anything, shops in Ottawa were saying they got business because they were they, they were killed from the shutdown. And they gave them a lot of business. And she is in jail indefinitely without possibility of bail. The judge said, your detention is necessary for the protection and safety of the public. I cannot be reassured that if I release you into the community, you won't reoffend. Okay? But at the same time, these same judges are letting out the worst criminals. Um, this judge is Bourgeois, however you pronounce that French-sounding name. She actually once gave a speech about rising crime. She says, it's desperate people going through desperate times using desperate measures. In other words, she was excusing it. And then now she's like, you're a public safety threat. Anarcho-tyranny. What's happening in Western countries in many respects is worse than China. Or even just a return to pre-enlightenment governance that existed in Europe. In China, they wouldn't tolerate murderers. They wouldn't tolerate carjackers. They'll at least apply their harshness with equality. They'll, they'll throw a political prisoner in a, in, a, in a dungeon or kill them, and they'll certainly do that to a guy you know, beating and murdering on the street. What we're seeing today in Canada, the U.S., in Europe, in Australia is a form of postmodern Western-style fascism that elevates criminal behavior to the highest ideals of society while punishing the expression or utilization of basic human rights if they violate those ideals. That's what it is. It's a new form of, of nationalism, new form of fascism. I want to develop this thought. And by the way, speaking of inhumane things going at home. Again, our doctors, our medical system is more inhumane than Ukraine's medical system. Last two years have taught you anything is that you have to take control of your own health. That's why Z-Stack was specially formulated by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, 
one of the first doctors to treat COVID. It includes um, zinc, kirsten, vitamin C, vitamin D at the right doses all in one, makes it cost effective so you don't have to you know, down four pills. GMP certified, made right here in the USA. Go to zstacklife.com slash Daniel, promo code Daniel to get a small discount on your first order. That's zstacklife.com slash Daniel, promo code Daniel. Take your own health in your own hands today. A lot of people, they can't understand when we say fascism. They think fascism has to be racism. And it doesn't have to be rooted in race, although a lot of it is rooted in race. It's the other way around. It's like kind of like a black supremacism. But it's not exactly that because, again, if you're a white person that is follows the system what they want, you, you get that tier of the system. And you could be black and you know protest them, and you'll be thrown in the dungeon. So it's not it, it's not exactly race. You look at Merriam-Webster's di- dictionary. They define fascism as a political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts nation. And look what they say: an often, not exclusively, often race, but nation is always above the individual, and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dict- dictatorial leader. Severe economic and social uh, regimentation and forcible suppression of the opposition. That is what we're seeing today. It's not a matter of targeting any one race, but creating a standard of national interest and announcing that anyone who doesn't subscribe to those interests, even if they affect a person's own body, that's a threat to the nation. You need to be segregated, discriminated against, persecuted, and suppressed. It's not about equal opportunity authoritarianism, right? That's what China is, equal opportunity authoritarianism. This is not. It's directed solely at those who don't fit the national standards. So that's why we're witnessing the worst influx of legal aliens and domestic crime precisely coinciding with the time of the most heavy-handed authoritarianism against some of the citizens. At the same time that we had the most autocratic shutdown, right, stay-at-home orders, lockdown, we experienced the greatest ubiquitous mass gatherings in American history through BLM. That's anarcho-tyranny is a new postmodern Western form of fascism. Okay? That's, that's what we're, we're experiencing in this country. That's what we're experiencing. And let me explain this. There was a guy, Coy Griffin. Okay, he was, um, he still is, I think, a county commissioner in New Mexico. He's the founder of Cowboys for Trump. I, want to, I used to interview him on the border issues um, I'm forgetting if it's Lincoln County, New Mexico, or near there. Um, this is county commissioner. Okay, so he's elected official. He was held without bail for a number of weeks, despite never having stepped foot in the Capitol, not never having committed vandalism or assaulting a police officer. Um, and he he ne- certainly never had a criminal record. Held without bail. The unappointed magistrate judge, so it wasn't even like a Senate-confirmed federal judge, it was a magistrate, kept him solely because of his political views, said he was a flight risk. Judge Zia Fariki, 
This was uh, uh, last February. He says, I don't think that this defendant will follow my conditions if he believes I am part of this machine of the democratic process. Okay? She went on to note that his political views, because she disagrees with them, makes him eligible to be held without bail. Something not done for most murderers and massive rap sheets like we're seeing every day. She said that believing the election was stolen was no different than people not believing facts or science. So now it's a crime not to believe in their science. Now you understand the DHS bulletin that you're a terrorist if you don't believe in their science. Do you understand how dangerous this is? And this is happening everywhere now. Right, they were in in the January six cases. They had military veterans committed no crime and no history of anything, and it was because of their political views. They were citing them. They were citing quotes of if you cite a quote from the Declaration or Thomas Jefferson, you're held without bail. I'm gonna read you a bunch of cases that I wanted to catch up on. Some of them you may or may not have heard of. To keep in mind, while this is happening, while this is happening. Um, where we have political dissidents being held without bail, we have the worst criminals being let out. See, authoritarian states don't want that to happen. They have tight control. You're not going to have that in Russia. You're not going to have that in China. You're not going to have that in North Korea. But this is a two-tiered system. It's in the national interest to have criminal, violent BLM criminals rampant. It's in the national interest to have a porous border. It's in the national interest for you to be jabbed. That's what it is. How am I supposed to get excited about Putin? And again, this doesn't mean that, you know, you you have too many reactionaries, and this drives me nuts, that they define their views based on a reaction to the other side. So, for example, if they drink water, I'm going to stop drinking water because they're my political opponents. I'm not part of this cabal that's like, oh, Putin's somehow going to save Western civilization. He's like a good guy or whatever. You know, no, I mean, it's nonsense. But I can't get psyched up about this when this is going up here at home. And so we're going to go through all these cases. This segment is sponsored by Patriot Academy. If you want to fight here at home, if you want boots on the ground to get involved in the war, you got to organize locally. The best way to do that is signing up to be Constitution Coach. PatriotAcademy.com. You could download all of their course material given by Rick Green and historian David Barton. Um, they'll help you organize, invite all the people who want to sign up in your area. That's how you meet like-minded people. You study the Constitution. You study morality. study the Bible together. Be a Constitution Coach and strategize to take back your local government. And we're going to be talking about that more in the coming days, how to do that. Um, especially in the red states. But this is where the fight is, patriotacademy.com. Okay, let's go through seven different cases. And I, I could go on and on. This is the country we live in. James Tubbs, 26-year-old. He pled guilty to molesting a child at an L.A. Denny's restaurant restroom. He will so- serve no time in prison and will not have to register for a sex offender thanks to Prosecutor George Gascon's new rules. Tubbs now believes he's a woman. So he's being held, he should be held in a male 
adult prison. Instead, he is being held in a female juvenile facility. Because even though he's 26 now, he committed this sexual assault like a week before his 18th birthday or something like that. Fox News recently obtained um, a video of him bragging about beating the system. I'm going to plead out to, to it, plead guilty. They're going to stick me on probation. It's going to be dropped. It's going to be done. I won't have to register. won't have to do nothing. That's what is going on in America. There's a carjacking epidemic in almost every major city. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown revealed 60% of all incidents were perpetrated by juveniles and that the system offers no real consequences for them. Now, you might think, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this. this. This should have been a big story, and I just didn't have time to cover it. Okay, but political crimes are really bad. You want to talk about a political crime. I want you to listen to this carefully and juxtapose it to what you're seeing with the political persecutions. What about someone attempting to assassinate a mayoral candidate? Okay? Well, in our fascist social equity system, it depends on the race and motive of the perpetrator. BLM activist Quintez Brown was charged with attempted murder um, earlier this month. He stepped into the campaign headquarters of Louisville mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg, and he opened fire. I mean, this was – he came with extended magazine uh, magazines. I mean, he – this was a full-style exec- uh, assassination. Um, somehow everyone was able to duck and, you know, the the cops came and and he was apprehended and thankfully no one was hurt or killed, but it came so close that the mayoral candidate had a bullet, um, hole in one of his shirts, like, like his sleeve or something. It was, it was that close. Um, there, there, I mean, this guy is a well-known BLM activist. Um, he is a Jew hater, um, it happens to be this guy is is Jewish. It was a Democrat, but I guess there's some sort of Democrat primary. So maybe you have like the BLM guy, and this is like the less than BLM type of Democrat. And um, it's very clear what the motivation here is. It's it's a it's an anti-Semitic BLM guy, which you know the media won't talk about that. He literally attempted to assassinate a candidate. Open fire. He was let out. On a hundred thousand bail, and BLM helped post the bail. So now anyone who donates to protests that are peaceful, right? They get their bank accounts seized. They, they they get persecuted. DHS is certainly monitoring them. BLM could post the bail. This guy Adam Edel, Edelin, okay, he's a Democrat, former chief of staff to to um, Democrat Kentucky Governor Steve Bashir. He tweeted out, there is simply no defense for a would-be assassin to be released on bail 60 hours after firing on his intended target. I want your mind to run wild for a moment and imagine what would happen if a trucker convoy guy opened fire on a campaign headquarters of like a pro-mandate politician. Well, you don't have to imagine because we have someone who simply organized a peaceful protest and didn't commit any crime, even a misdemeanor, and they're held without bail. Again, that is, that's not like 
a double standard or, you know, weak on crime. That is actually a form of fascism if you think about it. Bronx Supreme Court Justice Nadia Samaj Williams allowed two teenagers charged with murder, manslaughter, robbery, gang assault, and other crimes to be released without posting bail. Uh, in a previous case earlier this month, Samaj Williams walked back a 60000 bond for a criminal charge with attempted murder and released him on his own recognizance. So an attempted murder, one judge, the first judge who saw the case, put up 60000 she terminated it. All right, Daniel, well, that's only in, in blue states, not in red states. Nope. Texas. In 2019, Trevon Tatum, 20-year-old guy, was charged with murder but released by a Houston judge on just 50000 bond. Despite being arrested again the following April for felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, he still did not have his bail revoked. Then, in the ensuing months, he violated the terms of that bail multiple times, cut off the GPS, curfews, things like that, never reincarcerated. Then, two weeks ago, February 8th of this year, he was charged again with a new murder. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know what to tell you guys. Here's one, one more case here. The same COVID that's being used as an excuse to jail business owners and, and political dissidents, the same virus is being used as a pretext to release true public safety threats. This was also a couple of weeks ago. This guy, Garrett W. Caspino, he was roaming around in a neighborhood being very suspicious, um, trespassing. He was cited twice by the police that day for criminal trespassing. He was acting erratically. He was never brought in because of COVID-19 protocols. So they didn't want to put him in jail. An hour later, he allegedly broke into a home in broad daylight. This was like a Saturday afternoon. Pulled down his pants, choked the female homeowner against the wall while she was showering. You know, like one of those scenes in the movies. He was later chased out of the house by the victim's boyfriend, um, and he was caught. He was apprehended. Despite the seriousness of the charge and the clear likelihood he'll reoffend, Caspina will still have an opportunity to post bail. It is a high amount, but it's like seven hundred thousand or something. But he will he will be able to post bail. Folks, the entire purpose of the existence of Western governments is laid out in our Constitution. To establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. What we have now is a government that ensures tyranny and promotes the curse of violent anarchy while perverting justice based on politics and identity. You could not possibly bastardize the underpinnings of our social contract in a more grotesque manner than what today's global elites are doing. Okay? This is our fight. The fight is right here at home. So that's the justice issues. Then there's the vax. The vax. Folks, some of you might have seen this. Um, that basically it came out um, that Moderna had the genetic sequence in their vaccine patent. It was found in the patent, you know, because you could patent a genetic sequence from three years ago 
And that has been found in COVID, in SARS-CoV-2. Um, it is the only the only place that it's been found in, in nature. Okay? You know this is going to come out. You know this is going to come out. That they knew about it. Okay, it's Moderna patent 9587003, exactly. That's the patent. The sequence is C-T-C-C-T-C-G-G-C-G-G-G-C-A-C-G-T-A-G. Perfectly matches SARS-CoV-2 sequence. Okay, they patented it. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. Okay? Um, it's it's right there in their in their patent. The UK Daily Mail had the article on it. Um, it was in they had a patent on it, and the patent was for something cancer related. Okay. So they had the most important part of the SARS-CoV-2 RNA that contained the code for the furin cleavage site. The furin cleavage site on the spike protein, that's what makes it aggressive as as heck. That's with the binding to your ACE2 and the blood vessel receptors, and it's that furin cleavage site. Over a year ago, you know, Ryan Cole was yelping about that, and I didn't understand what it was. I never, you know, obviously didn't know anything about it, but he was always talking about that. That's what makes it so pathogenic for so many people. That's what was able to take something and make it both transmissible and deadly to an extent, um, or, or certainly very potentially problematic. You know, again, even people who didn't die, they got seriously ill. A lot of people have long-term damage from it. No natural coronavirus has ever had that furin cleavage site. None of them. That's the thing. We we've have we have human coronaviruses. There's four colds. It's still unclear if SARS and MERS were created or not. Who knows? But let's say they weren't. The furin cleavage site on the spike is everything. That is the gain of function. That's what enhances SARS-CoV-2's ability to infect humans in the be- in, to begin with and to do it so devastatingly. The only other place where this genetic code exists is in a Moderna cancer patent. Again, it's patent 9587003. Okay? The mutation of MSH3 gene that's related to this patent is known to break DNA recombination and lead to cancers. Okay? So, you know, and this similar mutation, it's, it's, I think it's known specifically for breast and ovarian cancers. Um, if you want to look, I'm just going to read to you this was ages ago. This was like August 2020. A study, you could, if you want to Google it on 
BioRxiv, right, the preprint server, August 2020, the title is Furin Cleavage Site is Key to SARS-CoV-2 Pathogenesis. Pathogenesis. SARS-CoV-2 has resulted in a global pandemic and shut down economies around the world. Sequence analysis indicates that the novel coronavirus has an insertion of a furin cleavage site in its spike protein absent in other group uh, coves. The insertion may be a key factor in the replication and vir- replication and virulence of SARS-CoV-2. Um, so what is going on there? What is going on there? Remember, the Moderna CEO, Stephen Stefan Bansel, he, um, he previously was the CEO of BioMeru. I don't know how to pronounce that. Bio-M-E-R-I-E-U-X. The founder, Elaine Meru, is a personal friend of Chairman Xi, the the Chinese dictator, and he helped build the P4 lab in Wuhan. Take a listen. This is, I think, from yesterday, a clip of Stefan Bansel, the CEO of of Moderna, on with Fox's Maria Bartiromo, and Maria asked about this. Okay, take a listen. So he's like, yeah, we're checking in to see if it's real or not. He didn't even deny it with the patent. She she asked two two questions. He, he sits there like, I mean, this is out in the open. The, the, the genocide is there in the open. Our government worked together. And, 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 and guess who shares the patent? I don't mean the, the one with this genetic sequence, um, you know, for the cancer product. I'm talking about for the, the vaccine. Which they were, we know they were working on coronavirus uh, vaccines since 2012 when Moderna was created. They share it with with NIH. They share the patent. They're all involved in this. The vaccine wasn't created in February 2020, out of nowhere. It was created earlier and was created by the same cabal that created, knew about, were involved with in some way, the creation. Of the virus. And the and the cancer signals are so so concerning. Okay? This is un- unbelievable. I, I, I want to reiterate this. We we spoke about this before, but you know, we're always getting new listeners. Um, I want you guys to take a look at this study on cancer that was done, and it's now published. I think last time I spoke to you about it, it was a preprint. But it's published, it's Belgian researchers published in the Frontiers in Medicine. Okay, Frontiers in Medicine, title, Rapid Progression of Angioimmunoblastic T-Cell Lymphoma Following BNT, whatever, the Pfizer Vaccine Booster Shot. So this is a case study. It's one guy, 66-year-old guy, got his booster, totally healthy, never had cancer, you know, healthy guy, within a week, within a week, they found sudden metastatic lymphoma. Okay? 
they saw lesions on a PET scan, PET scan, and it was all over his lymph nodes. Okay, and, and you're getting a lot of people are getting these swollen lymph nodes. I'm, I'm going to read to you a little bit from it. Here's the con- well, first we'll do the conclusion. This observation, which has been posted on preprint on SSRN platforms, suggests that vaccination with the BNT Pfizer vaccine might induce rapid progression of AITL. Okay, that's angioimmunoblastic T-cell lymphoma. So to cut to the chase, let, let me read it to you again with my modification because AITL doesn't mean anything to people. There are studies suggest that vaccination with Pfizer might induce rapid progression of lymphoma cancer. Dedicated studies are needed to determine whether this case can be extrapolated to populations of patients with AITL or other peripheral T-cell lymphoma involving TFH cells. Yeah, you think other studies are needed, but we mandate it and give it to every human being alive before we have any intent on studying it. I mean, it's like we become desensitized because there's so many examples of this. This become normal. How is this not a bigger deal than Putin? What they've done to us. They continue. Um, they talk about there's, there's several concerns. First, the dramatic speed and magnitude of the progression manifested on two HFFDG PET CT performed 22 days apart. Such a rapid evolution would be highly unexpected in the natural course of the disease. We, we talk about this a lot, that people are like, well, what do you mean? Well, cancers come all the time. You, you, you don't know. And, and, and it is true that cancer in general seemed to have been increasing over the years. But if I don't know this stuff, but if you're in the business of PT scans and you understand cancer, there's a certain progression that's just like a Frankenstein. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't look normal. This is what the military doctors that I've been speaking to have been talking about them seeing. It's not just the fact that, you know, we would see one cancer a year, let's say among people that age bracket in the military, and now we're seeing 20. It's that they're bizarre in many ways, and one of them is the rapid progression. Since mRNA vaccination is known to induce enlargement and hypermetabolic activity of draining lymph nodes, it is reasonable to postulate that it was the trigger of the changes observed. Indeed, the increase in size of metabolic activity was higher in auxiliary lymph nodes draining the site of vaccine injection as compared to their contralateral counterparts. So in other words, they seem to be saying that the 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 on the scan, the degree of um, lesions and and, you know, tumors that they saw on the lymph nodes closer to the injection site. Interesting. Like even though it goes throughout the body, it seemed to be more pronounced there. The guy got the booster on his right arm. Um, and it seemed to be, you know, somehow more related to that. Again, that's beyond my understanding to really delve more deeply into, but this is what they're asserting. These are regular Belgian researchers published in the frontiers of medicine. It's right there. And it jives with clinically what so many people are seeing and the DMED data in the military. It jives with an understanding of the mechanism of action. And now we understand we have um, the genetic sequence that was in a cancer patent three years ago of, of Moderna found nowhere else 
is found in SARS-CoV-2 and is believed to be not just there, but the key ingredient of making the spike protein so damaging, so pathogenic, so prolific in replicating. It, it, it's not a matter of one thing. It's the preponderance of evidence. This is absolutely nuts. And by the way, the Moderna CEO, he was on Yahoo Finance this morning. We believe the waning immunity of the antibody provided by the vaccines or natural infection will drive the need for a fourth dose in the fall. So he's admitting his thing doesn't work, but screw that. We're going to go anyway. We're going to do more. Do you know that the latest UK Health Security Agency report from Thursday, in 40 to 49-year-olds, every group, you had much greater case rate among the triple-vaxxed than the unvaxxed, and the double-vaxxed are so bad they can't even report it, and the triple-vaxxed is rapidly heading in that direction. 40 49-year-olds, they were 3.26 times more likely, more than three times more likely to be infected. And yet we have lives being destroyed. Doctors, nurses, all the mandates on them are still there. Military mandates are still there. People being denied organ transplants for something that's dangerous as anything, doesn't work anymore, and is negative effective. I, I, you tell me how you could conjure up a greater degree of bioterrorism than that. You tell me. I don't see that. And yet we only have one state, one state that, that, that is working on this. One state, I mean, look, I wish they'd go to the next level in Florida to ban the shots. But if you notice, DeSantis calls it injections or shots. He refused to say vaccine. They stopped promoting it the last couple of months. Um, and they don't talk about it anymore. And um, so a couple of interesting developments. Uh, yesterday... Latipo, the um, Surgeon General, was confirmed. Um, we now have the first state where the Department of Health is not just a force for evil, or not a force for evil, but actually a force for good. Uh, Latipo and um, DeSantis put out a 10-minute video on bucking the CDC. That was the title of their thing, and they issued five guidance points having to do with quarantine, quarantine in the schooling. And he did a few things. Number one, they, where is this? Just trying to get this here. Um, number one, they issued an order. Um, now, there's no penalty. I mean, there's no legislation, but encouraging businesses to stop masking their employees. Their employee, right? Stop it. For the most part, you don't have it in Florida anymore, but you still have this two-tiered system where the customers don't have to, but the employees, that's nonsense. And they blatantly put it's in our opinion, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, it's in our opinion that there's no evidence behind masking and it needs to stop. One state, every single other state, all these governors out there, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Texas, Mississippi, Tennessee, oh, no, we're not, we're not doing that. But it's all because we're, we're kind of done with it. But they're departments of health. I'm going to come out with a piece on Monday, if I have time, screenshotting the Twitter accounts of the departments of health of the reddest states to this minute. Some of them, their avatar, their picture is, is wear a mask. It's still there. And they have these goofy things promoting boosters, promoting the genocide. 
So the governors are like, oh, yeah, no, I don't, I'm, we're, we're good here. We're, we're, we're a free state. But their own administration is promoting it. They're a bunch of frauds, and none of them are going to get primaried. This is the only state where the Department of Health is actually pushing back against it. Pushing back. And then the big one was early treatment. They issued an order stating COVID-19 prevention and treatments prescribed under the guidance of a licensed healthcare practitioner can save lives and mitigate the impact COVID-19 as Floridians when recommending COVID-19 treatment options for patients, individualized healthcare needs. Physicians should exercise their individual clinical judgment and expertise based on their patients' needs and preferences. These options may include emerging treatments backed by quality evidence with appropriate patient-informed consent, and then they have in bold letters, including off-label use or as part of a clinical trial. For, and they give an example of fluvoxamine and budesonide. Obviously, they didn't say ivermectin and HCQ because they're so demagogues, so they picked two as an example, fluvox and inhaled budesonide, but obviously applies to everything. More importantly, at the bottom, there's a section. So you know how the departments of health, even in red states, are going after doctors for saving lives. Here they have the opposite. They're going after people that are blocking them. Reporting non-compliant and unlicensed facilities. It is essential to support healthcare providers at the forefront of healthcare delivery to our most vulnerable populations, especially our seniors. Then they have in bold letters, if... You are a healthcare practitioner who is aware of a hospital that is preventing licensed healthcare providers from using evidence-based care and exercising clinical judgment in treating patients. Please report those instances to the Agency for Healthcare Administration. If you wish to file a complaint against a licensed healthcare facility regulated by the agency, please contact 1-888-419-3456. Okay. And then they have a separate complaint hotline for unlicensed healthcare facility. How come we have this in one freaking state? Nowhere else. Nowhere else are they militating against bucking the CDC. Every, all 49 other health departments, to varying degrees, they are the full Fauci, full CDC. Every southern state, every Rocky Mountain state, Every one of those governors needs to be defeated, but they're not. On Alabama's Department of Health website, look look at the, I forget the Twitter, but you can Google it, uh, Alabama Health Department Twitter. Look it up, and I want you to see the picture they have on their front. You'll throw up. It's worse than than Maryland's. I mean, it's it's horrible. And even Florida. Ask yourself this question. Why did it take Latipo and DeSantis this long to put it out? I don't know. I didn't speak to anyone in the administration, but I, speak, I spoke to someone who is familiar with the situation in, in Florida politics. And he told me, notice Latipo was confirmed yesterday. Within hours, they did this, the first opportunity. He was acting Surgeon General until now. They believe that the flo- now you'll now you'll be like, what do you mean? But don't Republicans control the Florida legislature, right? You know, like, you know, why, why are you worried about him being confirmed? Look, I 
don't know, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, you know, whether they could have been more aggressive earlier or not. But at least in the mind of the DeSantis administration, they believe that Latipo might have been blocked by a Republican legislature had he come out with this stuff before. So they waited until he was confirmed, and they did it. Here you have a Republican legislature in a state with the most successful governor of your party, so successful that people are flocking all over the country and now the world. Uh, some of the Canadian people, uh, one of the, 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 that woman that was trampled with the horse and was injured, she announced on Twitter she's moving to Florida. Um, all you have to do is ride his coattails and they're going to fight him because they're bought out by the healthcare cartel. The legislature in Florida sucks. Horrible. Horrible. So where we have a handful of good people in the legislature, we have a bad governor. Where we have vice versa, you know, we have a good governor, we just can't have nice things. By the way, on another important note, my buddy Jason Zachary, I want to give a shout out to Knoxville area. He's in the Tennessee House. He successfully got past the House and Senate, a bill um, forcing healthcare hospitals, healthcare institutions to accept straight up uh, religious exemptions, $10,000 fine. So now Florida and Tennessee are the only states. Governor Billy didn't sign it yet, but I can't imagine he has the ability to block it. So it should become law. Think about that. We only have two states bucking the CMS mandate. Two states. Even Montana, which was the first state to block mandates, but they explicitly had a carve-out for health care. To my knowledge, I could be wrong, to my knowledge, there's only two states that are directly challenging overriding the CMS mandate. After everything we know about how the science is the exact opposite, they are more vulnerable to spread the virus. The, the, the fact, how you could mandate this, something that is this dangerous, what we already know, how you could mandate someone lose their job and you're talking to me about self-determination and sovereignty in Ukraine? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Folks, we got to get to the bottom of this. People are ailing from this. We can't walk away from this. They want to walk away from this. We can't allow that to happen. But how is it? How is it that Republicans are 100% in the tank for this? You don't understand how bad it is. Do you know how many good bills passed out of the Florida legislature this session? Not just on COVID, but anything. Zero. Nothing. Again, I don't know. I didn't speak to anyone, but I'm just observing the upshot I get is that the governor has no leverage with the legislature. They're that bad. So that's why he's doing this executively. You, you know, we expected a bill to block the pharmacies, you know, you know, uh, block licensing boards from going after doctors, right to try. So it looks like they're just going to do it through the, Depart the Department of Health. And that's fine. But it tells you that even when you have a good governor, they're still bought out. Because again, the Republicans, they're Democrats. They just in 
parts of the country where in order to win, you have to be a Republican or part of the state of Florida, you have to be a Republican. So they run as a Republican. Every single elected person on your ballot that's a Republican, unless you affirmatively know he has been fighting for you, vote for the other guy or write in. Write in a name. The Republican Party is broken head to toe, and I humbly submit, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, One action item I do want to touch on before we sew up for the week, county-level constitutional amendments. Sadly, I couldn't build enough of a movement. I'm still hoping to get one or two states, but it's too late. No one wants to do it. Too late. Can't introduce a constitutional amendment. But county governments typically have the ability to be, they're kind of in session all the time. We need to push this in all of your counties. You need to contact your county commissioners. And I'm going to give you very slowly suggested language for what the constitutional amendment should look like. Okay? Or it would have to be a charter ordinance. You know, you don't have a county constitution, but whatever you say, charter ordinance an individual has the right to refuse any medical procedure, treatment, injection, device, or prophylactic. May not be questioned or interfered with in any manner. So an individual's right to refuse any medical procedure, treatment, injection, device, or prophylactic may not be questioned or interfered with in any manner. Period. Second sentence equality of rights under the law or access to places of public accommodation shall not be denied or abridged to any person in this county because of the exercise of the right under this section. You know, you could tinker with it. I mean, there might be better ways of doing it. That's my idea. It's very achievable. You, It doesn't take much. Get a group of people, hound your county council, commissioners, whatever they're called, your county executive, Candidates running, make sure they run on that. This is so achievable, okay? You don't even need super majorities or there's 2,000 easy red counties, okay? Should be able to be done everywhere and certainly the red counties within the red states. Again, we're going to hopefully next week we're going to have some candidates on. We're going to get into the primaries a little bit more, always give you information. But again, I think what a lot of you who are new to the show, some of you aren't even conservative, you appreciate that I'm not an ideologue in the sense of just everything, I have it all figured out. It's a long-form process. We build on observations over time. You know, you see with Ukraine and Russia, nothing's a binary choice. Nothing fits on a, on, on a bumper sticker. It's a totality of circumstances. It's prudence. You know, that's what it is. You got to do the right thing. But most importantly, it starts here at home. The fight for liberty, the fight for humanity, the fight for human rights is here at home. Hope you guys have a terrific weekend. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Until next week, we'll be back here at the same time, same place.